the wedding is over, and it's time for us to be farmers again. It feels great. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, And welcome to our podcast of November 10th, 2011. Um, and while we're thanking Adrian, we might want to congratulate Adrian and Eli Olson, Elian and Adrian Olson, um, on their recent marriage. It, the wedding was just beautiful, wasn't it? It was gorgeous. It was a lot of fun. Um, just a, a roaring success all around. That's right. I think that, um, well, first of all, the, the weather cooperated. It was an outdoor wedding, and we did have a backup plan in case of really foul weather, but, you know, we didn't have to go to that plan. And so, um, Adrian and Eli got married overlooking the Coosa River. Which she had always wanted to do. She had always wanted to get married overlooking water. Right. So she did get to do that. And um, they had a nice turnout of guests to be there to support them. And the music, uh, the the Dresden Trio. Did magnificently. <clears throat> yes. Um, beautiful string Rolling trio. Rolling with the punches of our imprecise timing. <laughs> yes. I think the, the, the imprecise timing you're mentioning is that... Uh, we had timed out your escorting Adrian down the aisle to take about two minutes, and it turned out it took more like one minute. <laughs> you guys were hoofing it. I guess so, what happened is we both were just excited to get on with it. I think you were. And we lost sight completely of the, pr the pace we had planned and um, arrived at the altar with plenty of time to spare. But, but the, uh, <laughs> the Dresden Trio handled it just well, uh, just right, and they actually... Um, knew how to bring the cl the song to a conclusion before what we had originally planned because you did get there a little sooner. So but everything went well. But as many other well. things did, it worked out just fine. It really did. We just had a, the, had a lot of fun. Uh, Mike Harper, our lifelong friend and uh, Adrian's friend since since she was a toddler, um, did a wonderful job as the officiator, the minister, mm -hmm. and um, just. I can't say enough about the wonderful warmth that Mike brought to that entire service. He I would just did a great job. I would agree with that. And also, uh, we are so thankful for the members of the wedding party who just uh, did everything they needed to to make the um, day a success, including helping to form bouquets and make boutonnieres and, and moving tables and chairs and mixing up icing for the cakes. That's right. They were just, they were such cleaning up messes here and there and picking um, each other up from the airport that was 45 minutes away. Just and a, a, I, I don't know what wedding parties normally do in weddings, but this wedding party was working from the moment they arrived in Alabama until almost the moment they left. So uh, we are quite impressed and grateful. Yes. Uh, so we, we and we've gotten a lot of accolades about the wedding, just that people thought it was fun, and I, and actually, this I thought it was fun. This is the most fun I've ever had at a wedding. That was our favorite uh, comment, and and a, more than one person made it. So we yes. feel terrific. We about feel it. good about it. And as far as the um, the two events, we had the rehearsal dinner 
at the same venue where the wedding was to be the next Whitewater day. Ridge. Whitewater Ridge. and Wetumpka. And um, then the next day was the reception. We were pretty much on target in estimating how many people would be present for the rehearsal dinner. And so the fr- we did have some food left over, but it wasn't, you know, excessive. Um, however, we were pretty off um, about the headcount for the reception. We um, dramatically overestimated how many people might show up. Of course, you know, we don't always get RSVPs from people. So that's why we're having to estimate. Um, and we don't really know what it was, whether it was the fact that the Alabama-LSU game was going to be played later that evening um, or whether, you know, we do know of some birthday parties and things like that that conflicted. But be but that as it may. for whatever reason, we had fewer people who actually came to the wedding than we were expecting. So we ended up with gobs and gobs of food left over. And we gave some of it away. Gave a to, lot of Gave it. a lot of it away to members of the wedding party or guests who came. Uh, but we also, and we froze a lot of it too. Yes, we did. Um, and we also had fun making a stew out of some of the leftovers. You want to talk about that? Which we call wedding stew. Uh, Not only did we have food left over from the wedding itself, we had some left over from the after rehearsal dinner. Yes, some. And we had a great deal of food left over from feeding the the bridal party during the days leading up to the wedding. That's right. So we mixed in, we we decided we're just going to make this a potluck wedding stew. And I wrote down the ingredients so we could remember what all went into the wedding stew. Why don't you go through that? I'll, I'll go through and you add to it. Um, okay. We started out with some barbecued pork because that was the main course on Saturday. Added some baked beans, some chicken parmesan left over from a night or two before. No, nope. that, the chicken parmesan was left over Rehearsal from Friday dinner. night. Right. Uh, potatoes and carrots from Friday night. Had some Chinese mixed vegetables from a couple of days before the wedding hot and sour soup, pasta salad, um, had some green beans that we prepared on Friday night, had some fresh green beans from Veg From the garden, Hill, right. And we had some buttermilk left over from the <laughs> cake frosting <laughs> and some half and half left over from buying it for people's coffee. So all that went into the stew. And then we had fresh tomatoes, fresh okra, and fresh Anaheim pepper from the garden. Which was a great little accent to everything else and we decided we could have had even more Anaheim pepper. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was delicious but, but it I, could could have been even more seasoned. Exactly and that's what the point I want to make. Someone listening to that list of motley ingredients might go what in the world would that taste like? It's really good. It's really tasty. It's, so. it's very rich um, mm-hmm. and I remember I was I was aware how rich it was, and I was saying, we need to add a little water to this. And you said, well, don't add any more water. And I'm thinking, honey, you don't know how rich it well, is. Well, I like my stew a little more on the thick side. You like side. your spoon yeah. to stand up in it yes. and put it in. Yes, that's right. So, um, but we've, we've done that. We've actually um, dealt with a lot of the leftovers, and now we're beginning to uh, get our lives back to normal somewhat. <laughs> back to normal somewhat, um, which brings us to the projects that we are working on now. Uh, in this brief little interim, before we see Adrian and Eli again, they are on their honeymoon now and will be returning to visit with us briefly this weekend right. before they return to California. So we've got 
a day or so uh, left now before Adrian and Eli uh, return. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've been doing is getting ready for the first frost we're expecting tonight. I know. You know, it's it's amazing when you think of how nice, temperate, and warm the weather has been lately to think that tonight the predicted low is 29 degrees. So it'll be quite a change. Uh, here in central Alabama, this will be our first frost of the fall. Mm-hmm. And so you know what I've been doing? I've been out on poor, neglected Veg Hill, and I've been harvesting any uh, any tender vegetable that will not survive a frost. Right. That includes, All the heat-loving veg. Yes, tomatoes. Uh, well, some okra. Some of the okra I've been allowing to go to seed, and I'm just leaving that on the plant. I don't know what's going to happen to it when it gets cold, but um, I'm not planning to use that for food anymore. Um I've harvested all the peppers, and um, the eggplant had pretty much been harvested. There was one tiny little one left. I got that. Um, the beans are no longer really any good. I did harvest the rest of the peas and as many lima beans as I could find on the plants. So uh, we have a nice assortment of vegetables. It filled up about, what, five or six baskets? And you've <laughs> saved for last the description of the all those green tomatoes you've harvested. Yes. How many baskets? Four baskets of green tomatoes. We'll uh, take a picture of those and maybe share those on the show notes we will. page. We'll, yeah. I'll try to get a picture of everything you harvested today just so we can include a, a visual representation of it. But it's quite a lineup. And, you know, the peppers and some of these, I, I don't really know how, how I will store those. I do plan to, with the, the Anaheim peppers, I plan to make uh, pepper sauce. And um, then with the, uh, there are a few bell peppers, a good many banana peppers. Uh, may think about pickling some of those. I know you don't care for that, but we might try it. And then um, one of our friends, Nancy Martella, who was in the wedding party, gave me a recipe that looks really good for green tomato salsa. So, um, Nancy, thank you for that, and I'm, I may be trying that and then freezing it or canning it or some, some way we might be or able to Or giving it away. Or giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. But we also, um, I harvested another plant that was looking odd out there, and it was a kohlrabi. I know that that's uh, uh, certainly a cold-tolerant plant, but the little bulb or whatever you call that, the thing that looks kind of like a radish on a kohlrabi, had split. So I thought, well, it's probably not going to survive much longer like that, so I clipped it. Yeah, I think it. you did the right thing. But we really don't know how to cook kohlrabi. We'll have to find out. That's right. We're going to have to do some research on that and figure yeah. out what to do with kohlrabi. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everything else is looking good out there. The uh, The broccoli is beginning to form a, some little heads, which is exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, and um, the other brassicas look plenty healthy and happy. Um, let's see if there's any other vegetable. The lettuces are doing well. Well, I think we might have mentioned last week that some of the romaine-type lettuces have bolted in the hot weather. So those are probably not going to be any good. But there's some red leaf lettuce and some... Um, um, what's the, uh, what's the other crunch. kind? Butter No. The, well, the butter crunch seems to have bolted, too. Some arugula that still looks pretty happy. So we will have some lettuce. So we'll see how all of that comes together. Uh, I've been working on a project up near the lodge that's under construction, which continues to do well. We're um, expecting windows in next week, probably um, 
Well, if all goes according to plan, we will have the windows arrive the day we do next week's podcast. So that should be fun. Uh, But what I've been working on up near the lodge is our new fire pit. I've been using Scamp to do a little excavating there. And um, I have um, been working on a level platform. And I was looking at it today. I think I'll probably dig it out a little more before I start laying the stone. But you and I are hoping to purchase stone later on today, as a matter of fact, um, for the fire pit as we do some shopping for other things. Right. We're, we're going to head to Lowe's. We actually found the kind of stone we want to use for that at Lowe's and we tumped it. So right. we're hoping they can help us out. My plan is not to try to put separate fire brick in, just to use the stone and only the stone. I know I'm probably going to get a little bit of damage on the inside of the fire pit, but I'm not going to worry about it because I think we'll have enough protection there to um, for the fire pit yeah. to hold up well. And the fire is never going to be that hot. So okay. I, I think it's going to be fine, and it certainly will be simpler and easier to work on later if we need to alter something. So, right. um, And even if we decide we want to move it. It's not going to be mm-hmm. cemented in place. It's just going to be some stone stacked up there. So yeah. um, I, I, I feel good about the, the way we're approaching that, and we should end up with a fire pit that's very functional and fun to use. So um, I'm excited about getting started with it. Well, that'll be a fun project, uh, not so much to, to build, but it'll be fun to have people help us gather wood and burn it and have a nice roaring fire when they come over. I I think it'll be fun to to do that. Things are coming along on the lodge. You and I were just shopping earlier today for wood flooring, and uh, we're heading to Lowe's today to begin the process of picking out tile. Right, for the bathroom and the kitchen. For the bathroom and also for the um, area (laughs) under the wood stove in the lodge because that (laughs) You you need uh, a non-flammable surface, right. and our floor surface will be mostly wood, so we need to make sure we have a, a tile floor underneath the wood stove to right. um, stay safe there. So all of that's coming along well. Uh, I think they're going to finish today putting in the heat pump system in there, and then we'll be ready whenever the windows come in to install them, and then we'll be ready to hang metal. Oh, good. Well, that'll be exciting to see that process continue up there. Lots going on up the hill from where we live. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that progress in the days ahead. Looks like we're going to finish a few minutes early, but I'm not concerned about that if you're not. No, I'm not. Because actually we do have to go pick out those tiles and get that (laughs) stone (laughs) for the uh, fire pit. So I guess we could sign off a little early today and wish you a very happy week. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the Daily Farm Log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com.
Thanks for listening. See you next week.